0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Hallelujah. Studying just for a few moments here, divine healing, divine health in your body. You'll find this out in serving the Lord when it comes to healing in your body when you when you first get born again, most of you probably experienced this, when you first get born again it seems like healing is real simple. healing is real easy. Uh, you know you come and your you're pastor or, or an evangelist or somebody lays hands on you, you healed. Um, I know that you know with children it's easy to get kids healed. I remember when I was a kid, uh, the major, uh, problems of my life. I had chronic nosebleeds. I had nosebleeds sometimes almost every day. And uh, my pastor prayed for me and I was healed. And uh haven't suffered from them since unless somebody hits me in the nose. I've had a couple of those. <laughs> I've had a couple of those in the last 33 years, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Then I had horrible chapped lips, especially in the fall of the year. I mean, that would just crack and bleed and was healed of that and of course many other things. I had a compound fracture of my uh, right arm. Uh, broke my arm actually about six inches up from my wrist. Both bones snapped and uh, they took me to the doctor. The doctor set the bone. Pastors prayed for me, went back. And the doctors were amazed. They said, how long has this boy had this arm in a cask? And my mom said, well, about, uh, about a week. And he said, well, it looks like it's already totally healed. And but they left it on, uh, you know, two or three more weeks, which I it itched so bad. I pretty much took it apart. Amen. Because <laughs> I was healed. Amen. Now Matthew chapter ten. Once you begin to mature in the things of God, there is the issue of the will of God. Most men and women that I know in ministry that have been in ministry many years, my own situation also, that if I get If I'm attacked with something and immediately there's not a uh, a strong sense of faith or immediately there's not a uh, manifestation of healing, I begin to check up on what I'm doing. I begin to check up on whether or not I'm in the will of God. I know many ministers that I know that have gotten uh, uh, ill or had something attack their bodies. The first thing they did is they went to the Lord. and they said, Lord, where am I missing it? And that really needs to be, if you're somebody that's walking in the things of God, that really needs to be the thing that you do. Communion is a great time to do that, in which you just go to the Lord and say, now, Lord, where am I missing it? Because many times we don't understand that there's no problem on the, on the, on the, on the God side of this thing. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, God's not looking down and saying, well, I'm holding healing back from Him." No, He don't hold healing back from anybody. What happens is people do not receive because of unbelief or ignorance being the biggest problem. But another problem among mature Christians, people do not receive because they're not in the will of God. Amen. Amen. Now, let me read this scripture. Now, this is one that's not read very often. This This is one of the tough ones, but we'll get better after this. Amen. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, it says, Think not I am come to send peace on the earth. I am come not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foe shall be they of their own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he that loveth son or daughter more than, more than me is not worthy of me. He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Now those are some of the most profound words ever spoken about the will of God. Now this is not something that we here in the United States experience uh, like those in other countries. We have uh, a couple here from Ireland. They've been with us in our, uh, in our uh, Fall Harvest Conference and uh, they'll be going home here in a couple of days. But now we begin to minister in Ireland in 1988 and God began to move powerfully. Great things happened. I mean, it was just a great uh, revival uh, that came across the Republic of Ireland, the southern, southern part of Ireland. And great meetings, great conferences, just all kinds of wonderful things happened. But one of the most amazing phenomenons that I uh, experienced among the Irish people were that people that got born again, many of them were just disowned by their family. Like, we don't even want, we don't even want them uh, uh, associated with us as a family member anymore. You know, you've gone off and you're following uh, those tongue talkers now. You've brought, many of them would say this, uh, we brought great reproach upon our family. Amen. Well, that's because there's a particular religion there that tem- tends to be the, the strong, dominant religion in that nation. And once you leave that, it's like they, they, they hold your funeral. You're like, you know, uh, we don't even, even, even claim you anymore. Well, I, we, I met a missionary in Japan, and the, 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 the religion in Japan that they uh, uh, practiced there, uh, when they would leave that religion, their family would actually hold a funeral for them and say, you know, these people are dead to us, these Christians, because we are so adamant against Christianity. Well, I'm telling you, there are things that Christianity will put a demand upon. And one of them is the will of God. So when Jesus says, And he that taketh not his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. That means that once you come out of sin and come out of the world and come out of everything that the devil was trying to bind you in, God's saying, I've got a plan for you. I want to use you. I want you to be a part of my kingdom on the earth. You know, that's why the Apostle Paul defines us uh, in the letters to the church as ambassadors. You ought to study what an ambassador really is and what an embassy is. I, I, I tend to think that we're ambassadors and that churches are embassies. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Did you know we claim the land upon which our embassies sit as sovereign land belonging to the United States of America, that there's a detachment of American marines at every uh, embassy and upon that piece of land, the the laws of that nation are suspended, and the laws of the United States are enforced. Amen? And they'll protect their citizens, Uh, they'll do everything they can do to protect the flag, they'll defend defend the embassy uh, and the, and the, uh, and and those that work there, uh, to the death. We've seen that in recent times, they defend them to the death. I mean, you're not going to take our embassy, that's our ground. Well, you know, we are ambassadors, we're representatives of the kingdom of heaven. We're down here on the earth. We're operating under another set of laws. And in order to do that, in order to get healed and stay healed, we have to adhere to those laws. We all have to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. You know, when Jesus uses that term, He's referring to the will of God. That was the will of God for Jesus on the earth, was to go to the cross. Amen? But the thing about it is, is after the cross came what? The resurrection and the ascension into heaven. The will of God will be like that for everyone. There's going to be sacrifices. There's going to be things you have to do, things you have to give up, places you have to go you might not want to go, things you have to do you might not want to do. But in submission to what God wants you to do in His will, you can find healing and health your entire life. Some of the, some of the men of God of, of the previous generation that I followed after, Dr. Lester Summerall was a unique, unique fellow. I mean, uh, uh, you could tell when he got up in his 80s, you could tell this man was just living by faith. You say, what do you mean by that? You could look at him and tell he wasn't very well. But he was strong. He was tough as a boot. He could preach every night. I mean, this is well up into his 80s. But he was at a friend of mine's church in, in Minnesota, and he got on his airplane started flying back to South Bend, Indiana. When he did, he told his secretary that traveled with him, another, another minister, another man, told him, he said, listen, I'm finished, I'm through. Uh, the, the, the man thought that, you know, he was going to dictate something, saying he was through with one project, fixing to start another. He said, no, you don't, you don't understand, I'm through. I'm going home, I'm going to heaven. By the time the airplane landed, he'd gone into a coma. And he laid in the hospital for like two days and then went to heaven. I mean, he just shut it down. He just shut it down and said, I'm going to heaven. But he lived in health the entire time on the earth. Why? Because he lived in the will of God. That doesn't mean mean he didn't fight any sicknesses, didn't fight any diseases, didn't fight anything. That means that every time he fought, he stayed in the victory. Amen? Now notice this. Mark chapter 5. I like Mark chapter 5 because it, it deals with the three D's. Everybody say the three D's. Demons, disease, and death. And thank God Jesus overcomes them all. Oh, I ought to get a better shout than that. I said he overcomes them all. Now, in the first, in the first uh, uh, testimony here, is the, uh, we call him the madman Gadara. Possessed by thousands of demons. So one translation says over 6,000 Demons. And Jesus cast the devil out of him. Uh, the devil uh, the devils ran into pigs, and, and pigs ran over the cliff and killed themselves. Pigs have more sense than people do. Amen? People just entertained them. Now notice what it says down in verse 18. And said, when he was coming to the ship, speaking of Jesus, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him, howbeit Jesus suffered him not. Jesus said, no. But saith unto him, go home. Everybody say, go home. To thy friends and tell them. Everybody say, tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath compa- and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed, or the man departed, and begin to de- and begin to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. Well, I bet you that guy stayed delivered. I said, I bet you that guy stayed delivered. You say why well, He got a personal commission. From the Lord Jesus Christ, not to not to get in the boat like Matthew, Mark, and all the other guys did, Peter and James and John. He said, "Listen, I want you to go. I want you to go and tell everybody what great things the Lord has done for you." So he obviously began, just took off into ministry right there, just went out and began to minister and say, "You know, I'm telling you, I was living in the graveyard, cut myself with stones, didn't have any clothes on. Six thousand demons were on the inside of me. There was nothing I could do. But I tell you, Jesus showed up in my life, and I've been delivered." Amen. Now when you realize that and recognize that, you will realize that serving God in the will of God is the key to your faith operating, to walking in divine health, to being in prosperity. And I I, I reiterate it again. That doesn't mean that nothing ever comes against you. It means when it does, you know how to step over into victory because it already belongs to you. Amen. Let's look at one more real quick. Mark chapter 10. Now this, this one here. I've always, I've always grieved over teaching on this portion of Scripture, and I just think about this rich young ruler, and how he, uh, how he rejected what God said. Well, where does it start? It starts up here in uh, verse 17, when he was gone forth into the way, Mark chapter 10, verse 17, uh, there came one running, running, and kneeled to him, there's a, there's a, a, posture of being emphatic. You know, i got to find this out. Ask him, good master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. He answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him, and said... Man, I'm telling you, Jesus wanted this guy to hang out. He told the other guy, go. (laughs) Some people in your life, you tell go. Others, you say, come on. He's telling this guy, come on. Man, you sound like the kind of guy I want to hang around with. Man, you're a word guy. You obey the commandments. You're rich. You're obviously prosperous because you've been a person that has obeyed the commandments even from your youth. Jesus likes this guy, amen. He said, one thing thou likest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast. Give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come, here's that phrase again, take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Now, just think, just think if the question was not eternal life. Just, just for a moment. What if he'd have came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I need to be healed of blindness. Amen. And Jesus would have said, well, why don't you just obey the commandments? And he would have said, well, I'm telling you, I've done all the commandments I can do as a blind person. I haven't stole, I haven't defrauded. I haven't committed adultery. I haven't stole, I haven't killed. I haven't done any of that. And Jesus looked at him, behold him, loved him, and said, well, you lack one thing. What you need to do is you need to go sell everything you have give it to the poor come get into the will of God and follow me and the man said well no he would have went away what instead of grieved he would have went away blind amen so much of the will of God in our life is connected to our health and healing so much of what he wants to do for us in us and through us is connected to our willingness to submit to what God says for us to do. Now, let me me do this and then we'll receive communion. I think people many times think that the price is too high to pay to serve the Lord. What if God were to ask me to go to the African continent, the South American continent? What What if God were to ask me to go into the ministry? What if He were to ask me to Give a large offering. What if he were to ask me to sell my house, sell a car, sell a possession, and give it? What if he was to ask me to? Uh, uh, what if he was to ask me to go to Bible school? Would I be able to do it? Now, listen. God doesn't start you out like that unless it's a very unusual situation. My case was and always has been an unusual situation. I came back to the Lord, and immediately, everything that I desired to do, God said, no, you can't do that. You can't, you can't go ride bulls no more. You can't go back into the cable TV business. You can't scam the government anymore. You can't be a scoundrel anymore. You can't do any of that. You're gonna have to come, take up your cross, and you're gonna have to follow me. Now, I knew this. I knew that if I did not do that, there was no way whatsoever I would be able to stay in the deliverance that God had given me, delivered me out of everything I'd been. I knew there's no way. I knew I'd be back on drugs, I knew I'd be back in the streets, I knew I'd be back doing crime. I knew it, I just knew it like I knew my name. So I had to put aside ego, ambition, my own desires, everything that I desired to do as a human being, I had to get rid of it and take up my cross and follow Him, amen? Now listen, it wasn't easy in the beginning. Going through Bible school was tough for me until God gave me a breakthrough and I was able to do it supernaturally. Going into the ministry, you have so many questions. How am I going to get meetings? What am I going to do when I get one? <laughs> Amen. But Jesus said this about the cross that he gives you. He said, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. And here's what I found out. If you'll go ahead on the front side of the will of God and take all the tough things and just go ahead and... You say, well, i tell you, if I really serve God, man, my family's going to be upset. You may have to go ahead and serve God. Amen. Well, if I, I, really, if I really serve God, there, there may be something I might have to give up financially or, or there may have, have to be something I really want to do that I might have to give up. Well, you, I, listen, you're better off giving up Amen. your desires... And what you want to do to do the will of God. Now, the reason I wanted to point that out is this. That is the beginning point. If anything attacks your body physically, if you've been dealing with a physical situation week after week, month after month, year after year, the problem is not the healing power coming from heaven. The problem is you receiving that healing power into your life. And many times that blockage begins with, what am I doing for the kingdom? What am I doing in the kingdom? Am I doing the will of God? So that's where you need to start. Get on your knees. Listen, be be honest with yourself. Be honest with Jesus. You can't hide from Jesus. You can't hide from God. He knows your heart better than you know it yourself. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. You can't play games. That you made. Listen, you can play games with everybody, including yourself, but God. Amen. Come on. You can play games with every person. I've watched people before with calls of God upon their life. I know a particular individual I'm thinking of right now that, that he's held a, a meeting here and a meeting there and a meeting here. But there's such insecurity in them about the will of God when it comes to ministry because of finances, because of money. What am I going to do? Listen, we had to weather that. We had people come to our house, sit at our table and say, if you go in the ministry, you'll go broke. We had other people come and sit at our table and tell us, if you go into the ministry, you'll never make a dime, you'll never be successful, you'll never make it. And they were doing that based on what they tried to do because they didn't make it. Well, I made a decision. I don't care if you made it or not. I'm going to make it in Jesus' name. I'm going to do the will of God. I got a lot to lose. The Bible says, who's been forgiven of much, loveth much. I love Jesus. I said, I love Jesus. He could have let me die some horrible death. He could have left me in some prison cell somewhere. He could have left me in some mental hospital somewhere. But I'm telling you, Jesus set me free and delivered me and my debt to him. Listen, I can't pay it, so I just give him my life. You know, the Bible talks about the bond servant, about the man that goes into a home as a slave. He's captured in a... In a, in, a, in a war, in a confrontation between two nations. And the Bible says, the master's a good master. Everybody say, a good master. And, the, and, the, and he takes the slave into his house as his own. And as he works over the years, he gives him possessions and blesses him and blesses his children. And he gets to the point where he earns his freedom. And he goes to the master and he says, I will not take my freedom because of the goodness of your house." and The Bible says they take him over to a a post. And on that post, they take an awl in his ear right here and knock a big old hole and put a band in that ear. And that band in his ear means I'm now a bond servant. That means I was a slave, I was set free by the master, but he's such a good master That I decided when he set me free, I just told him, no, I'll be your slave forever. You're so good. I'll serve you forever. And everywhere that man went, everybody knew, that's a bond servant. He serves the master by choice. And the day comes in our life where we allow the Holy Ghost to put that all through our ear. And we tell Jesus, we're your your servants. We're your servants. We've been bought with a price. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. His will we will do and not another's. And at that point in your life, you have found a platform and a posture to walk in divine health and healing. Now over the years, people say, well, Pastor, I've I've lived for the Lord for years. And I've rejected the will of God. And I've rejected what God has told me to do. I've done my best to come to church. I tithe, I offer But as far as me really obeying God like you're talking about, I haven't done it. What am I going to do? Am I going to have to live with this sickness? Am I going to have to live with this disease till I die? No. You don't have to. You don't have to. The Bible says His mercies are new every morning. I believe His will can change every day. Amen. I don't believe it was the will of God that I stayed away from the Lord for 12 years. I believe that entire 12 years he had a plan for me. He had something for me to do, but I didn't do it. But when I came back, I said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to do it, whoever you want me to do it with, and however you want me to do it, I will do it. So I was quick to repent, but I was also quick to be restored to the will of God. So you've just got to make that decision in your own heart. I'm gonna do the will of God, whatever the will of God is for me right now. I'm not I'm not 25 years old anymore. I'm 65. But God still has a will for me. Amen. And it's not to go back and do what I was supposed to do when I was 25. It's supposed to do what I'm supposed to do right now. Amen. So I'm gonna find out what that is, and I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands up. Say out loud, Heavenly Father, not your will, but mine be done. In my life, empower me to be submissive to Your now will. In so doing, I declare Your healing virtue flows into my body. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And as I receive communion this evening, areas of my life which I've been resistant, I will now begin to yield and do that what you tell me to do. And I will receive your healing virtues into my body in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Gentlemen, you can pass out the communion implements if you will. I'll go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. you receive that tonight thank you doc I read after and listen to thank you doc brother Kenneth E. Hagan he told a story in 1970 charismatic revival had broken out God was doing great things in his meetings, in Brother Hagin's meetings. 1950, 20 years earlier, God had visited him in a vision in which the Lord Jesus Christ placed his right forefinger in both hands of Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin said his hands would burn like fire. And in that vision, the Lord spoke to him and said, tell that testimony and if people will believe that you're anointed, they will be healed. Well, he, he obeyed that for a little while and then got off of it and started to teach. They checked into a Holiday Inn in Buffalo, New York to begin a full gospel businessman conference. He was going to teach on the Holy Ghost. Unloading his books and tapes and suitcases into the hotel room, he, felt, he, said, he said in the testimony, deathly ill. Deathly ill. He described it like this I'd have to get better to die. He said, as he laid on the bed and prayed, he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, Remember when I put the finger of my, my forefinger of my right hand in the palms of your hand and put healing power in your hand? And Brother Hagan said, Yeah. He said, Lay your hands on yourself. He said, He laid his hands upon himself. He said, Immediately he was 90% better. He said, Then the Lord began to deal with him. He said, why hadn't you gone into the healing ministry I told you to go into? He said, that's the reason you fell sick. You opened the door to the devil. He said, you're going to have to obey me. You're going to have to tell them that you saw. Now, could you imagine that, going around telling people I saw Jesus? He put the finger of his right hand in each. But he proved it out. I received healing in Gonzales, Louisiana, from my throat. He gave that testimony. I said, I believe Jesus is a healer. I said, I believe Brother Hagin is anointed. I believe he saw Jesus. You know, I got instantaneously healed. Amen. I'm glad he obeyed God. I said, I'm glad he obeyed God. You know, we think think that it's stepping out from unrighteousness that gets us in trouble, but it's, it's getting out of the will of God. Now, for years, I rejected pastoring or starting this church. We were happy doing what we were doing. We were successful doing what we were doing. But I knew in my spirit that I was on dangerous ground all of those years. And as it began to get closer and closer to obey the will of God, and confirmation after confirmation after confirmation began to come from the Holy Ghost, I knew I was going to have to obey God or I'm going to be on dangerous ground. Amen? Well, thank God you can get back on good ground, get off dangerous ground. Get off the devil's property and get back on your own property. Amen. Amen. Anybody else need to be served? Raise your hand. Got some people over here, Doc. Everybody over here good? Praise God. Give us a holy nod. (laughs) Good. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Now, I'm going to kind of tie it to what we preached. It says here in verse 23, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed. Now, first of all, verse 23, you know, I just talked about Brother Hagen having a vision and talking about what God, this, this same thing happened to Paul. He got his revelation of communion from Jesus himself. We know that Jesus appeared to him in a vision several times, and we also know that he was caught up to the third heaven, amen? So it is scriptural for men to get revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ. I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do ye in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had some saying, This cup is the New Testament, everybody say New Testament, in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Now here's where I wanted to get to. But let a man or woman examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak, now notice the next word, and sickly among you. Many sleep or die prematurely. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Now... This is where it talks about judging yourself. Now, Paul's biggest problem in that day was getting people out of Judaism. The law of Judaism, the practice of Judaism, and the tendency to go back into it. You know, well, I just feel like I, I really need to go offer up a lamb. I really need to keep this feast day. I really need to do this, do that. And when they would get saved and born again, get filled with the Holy Ghost and come into the things of God, Paul would teach and preach to them. These are just dead works. They have have no scriptural basis in the new covenant. New Testament in His what? In His blood. So it was an awesome price that paid for the new covenant. So they would get out of the will of God. And when they would get out of the will of God, they wouldn't judge themselves. And when they get out of the will of God and not judge themselves, taking up with the Judaizers, what would happen to them? They'd get sick. They'd get sick. Because he is identifying right here the number one problem of that day and probably the number one problem of every day. I heard the testimony of him. He pastored a, a Christian church, first Christian church of Oklahoma City. And the time he pastored, he's a church of about 3,000. This man eventually got filled with the Holy Ghost and got turned on to God, but he pastored this church and he had no revelation on divine healing, no revelation on the power of God, no revelation on the goodness of God. And he told this minister who was giving his testimony, he said, I literally would get up on Monday morning and visit people most of the week in the hospital because so many people were in the hospital that went to my church. <laughs> He said, now, the times I couldn't visit them in the hospital were the times I was in the hospital also with them. But thank God he got some revelation on the Word. He got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, studied some things on divine healing, and brought a healing revival into this church. And the first Christian church liked it so much, they kicked him out. (laughs) So he went and started another church and did pretty good. Amen? Amen. So we've got to make sure to judge ourselves. Judge yourself on your love walk, on your participation in the kingdom, on your keeping of the Word of God, valuing the Word, valuing church, valuing all the spiritual things that God puts into your life. That's why, listen, I'm a true fanatic. You know what a fanatic is, don't you? Anybody know what a fanatic is? Someone that loves Jesus more than you. (laughs) <laughs> amen I tell you Jesus, Jesus doesn't make freaks out of people there are no Jesus freaks he makes people out of freaks amen so you've got to be willing you say well pastor you're just painting a picture just you know always talking about the Bible talking. no we live life but most of my thought life is consumed by the word of God and the things of God most of my speech is consumed either by the Word of God that I speak, the Word of God that I teach or preach, or by another language that I utter. Amen. Most of my attention is given to the things of God. My son or daughter, attend to my word, and climb thine ear into my saying. Let it not depart from my eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find it, and health to all your flesh. Well, I just don't have time for that. Well, then, you know, make time for it. That's what you have to do if you're going to walk in divine health. Amen. Take the bread, if you will. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in remembrance of what your Son Jesus did for us by allowing the beatings, the bruisings, the thorns, the stripes, the nails, and the cross, how He assumed all that was wrong with us so that we might receive all that is right with him so tonight in great honor of that which the lord jesus has done by allowing his body to be broken we break the bread and partake of it in jesus name Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blood. Seven ways it was shed. One way it was offered. And when that blood was offered upon the mercy seat of God, it obtained eternal redemption for us. We thank you tonight that by the blood you've established the church. By the blood you've given us a new covenant based on better promises. That by the blood... You've cleansed our spirit man. you said that our spirit man is now whiter than the driven snow. Our sins have been remitted. You've removed them from us as far as the east is from the west. You've annihilated the source of rebellion, which is iniquity. And every trespass that we'll ever commit, you grant forgiveness so that we might be returned to righteousness in great honor of the blood of Jesus and the place in which it sits right now we drink of the cup in Jesus name thank you Lord Jesus now lift your hands father right now that every person who by faith through their confession through their actions and through what they believe are resisting sickness, disease, results of injury, any type of medical issue. I declare over them, as I do many times during the week, that they are the healed of God. And the manifestation of that healing is working in them mightily in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We believe we receive We shall have it in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, amen, amen. amen. Glory to God. Everybody say, I'm healed. healed. Say, I'm healed. healed. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, feet. I am, I am am the healed of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's receive our offering real quick. If you're given by cash, lift your hand. They'll bring you an offering envelope. The Bible says, for God so loved the world he gave. Healing is a gift. You can get it any way you need it. Everybody say, any way you need it. Praise God. I'm telling you, you can get it just by the Word of God being spoken. You can get it by the gifts of the Holy Ghost. You can get it by the laying on of of hands. You can get it just by your own faith and acting upon it. There's so many ways to get healed. One of them is bound to work for you. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. sure we've got all those passed out. Don't forget Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. I'm going to start a new series on Wednesday night. For weeks we were teaching on hearing from from God or hearing from the Lord. We're going to teach on your place in the church. Everybody say my place in the church. You're going to find out how the structure of Island Church is set up according to the Word of God. What is scriptural, what is not scriptural. What is a place in the church and how to find that place? Amen. And I guarantee you it's going to be a blessing to you because that's one of the keys to not being sick is being in your place in the camp till you're made whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. We ready to give? Everybody ready? Put our scripture up if you will, please. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the seed you placed in my hand. Willingly and obediently, I sow it into the kingdom of God, thanking you, Lord, that it comes back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. I claim every dime that I may need to meet my needs, and I claim increase, 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 and abundance above that. Devil, in the name of Jesus, get your hands off of my finances. According to the word, angels are released on my behalf, bringing back to me that which my faith appropriates in Jesus' name. All my bills are paid. All my debts retired. We claim every dime we need to preach the gospel here on the island, around the world. Thank you, Lord, for our building. Now give a shout for that building. Thank you, Lord, for that building in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Flip, do we have all of the messages from, from Fall Harvest downloaded on the Internet? They are. Good. All of the messages preached during Fall Harvest uh, by Pastor Sam, myself, Pastor Mark, Pastor Eddie Turner, and, and uh, Pastor Randy Ayers, uh, all of those are on the uh, Internet. So if you've not heard them or you want to hear them, I want to I hear a couple of those over and over again. I want to hear that one on Friendship, that one by Brother Eddie, I like them all. Amen. Amen. So go and download them. Put them on your phone or on your computer and listen to them. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Amen. You got it, gentlemen? Praise God. Let's stand on our feet. We'll bless the food. Father, thank you so much for this night, a night of revelation, a night of fellowship. We thank you for it. Lord, as we go our separate ways tonight, thank you that you protect us in our travels, the righteous labor of our hands. And all we do and all we put our hand to it prospers in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you so much. Thank you for being such a gracious, compassionate God in our lives. Our very own Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God, for our church. We walk in love toward one another. Thank you, Lord. You've made us ambassadors of Christ. Because of that, we declare here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost.